freedom fighters, freedom lovers, and those who just want stuff for free. It is I, your favorite obscure social studies teacher with slightly above average intelligence, looks, and style, Mr. Palumbo, and this is the Professor Liberty Podcast, a podcast currently ranked in the mid-800s here in the United States. But if we take into account that there's literally thousands of podcasts out there, we'll take that as a good thing. You know, at one point we peaked at number 470, but that was way back in the day. I don't know. It's something, you know, maybe if I pushed out more episodes, we'd see what happens. But welcome back anyways. I really appreciate you, sh- you showing up and those really hardcore fans out there that follow this podcast. I really appreciate you. And it is a very elite group indeed. Um, you know, it's a Christmas season. Oh, oops, I mean the holiday season. I don't want to offend anybody out there, you know, sensitive to things like words. But anyway, it's the holiday season, so these episodes are going to be few and far between. That's why, you know, it has, it's been several weeks since I have put a podcast out there. And I'm trying to come up with a new series idea. So if you have any questions, comments, ideas, please don't hesitate to email the show. The email is professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. And some of those questions really spark good podcasts. So please don't hesitate to take some time and drop me an email and give me your thoughts and ideas. You can also go to the Facebook page and message me there. So today I'd like to do a This Day in History. And something happened today over 60 years ago that, quite frankly, uh, it's relevant to things happening right now in 2021. That's what makes history so important and so powerful and so dynamic. For those of us who know history and study history, we can literally predict with decent accuracy what's going to transpire before it actually does because history repeats itself. Look, I don't know why history repeats itself. It probably has something to do with human nature. In the 5,000 years of recorded history, who knows how many thousands of years before that, people are the same. Technology's changed, but the human heart, the human condition has remained the same since way back in the ancient times. I don't know how many times we'll be discussing a topic in class And I'm able to relate it back to something happening right now. You know, for example, just this week in U.S. history, we were discussing the Scopes Monkey Trial. For those who don't remember, that's the famous trial in Tennessee where a teacher was found guilty for teaching the theory of evolution in class. Oh, my gosh. This is America in the early 20s, you got to remember, and most people still held fundamentalist Christian views of creation. Now, some of you will probably say, oh, oh, here we go. You in the back with your hand up. Go ahead. Uh, Mr. Palumbo, uh, actually, Mr. Palumbo, this was a crucial case, Mr. Palumbo, because even though the teacher was found guilty, the ideas of a more secular style of teaching was slowly brought into the public schools. So I think the Scopes Monkey Trial was a good thing, Mr. Palumbo, because, uh, you know, we don't have to be indoctrinated into some kind of make-believe religious fantasy, 
Mr. Palumbo. Science is more superior than these made-up fairy tales. And uh, 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 students are, are better off learning about evolution because science is the thing, Mr. Palumbo. Are you, are you finished? Yes, I'm finished. Okay, so anyway, actually, uh, Mr. Palumbo, one more thing. Go ahead. Also, the Bible is stupid. Okay, so it's correct when you say that the Scopes Monkey Trial is considered a turning point in education. And it's, it's a turning point of more away from the Judeo-Christian-based model to a more humanistic, secular model that we're living in today. Well, here's what's crazy. So back then, you weren't allowed to teach about evolution. You could only teach about the Bible. And today, you can only teach evolution. You can't teach the Bible. So here's the question. What's the difference? Instead of teaching from all perspectives and weighing the pros and cons, the strengths and weaknesses, we've gone from censorship from the religious to censorship from the secularists. In both cases, real education is not going to be achieved. So what is history showing us in this case? What, can we, what's some, what are some deeper things we can draw from looking at today and looking at the Scopes Monkey Trial? Well, it's history showing us that censorship is a constant thing in human existence. And it always just depends on who has the most cultural power and influence at the time. However, if you've never studied history, you would think things are brand new. It's just like young people who think socialism is this path to utopia. They've never actually seen socialism, and they're not being taught about it in school. So, boy, it sounds like a great idea. Okay, so on with the actual subject of today's show. Today, December 1st, in 1955... A black lady from Montgomery, Alabama, refused to give up her seat on a bus to a white person. The lady's name was Rosa Parks, and her one act of defiance would eventually lead to the change in the Jim Crow South and in the United States forever. When you think about it, one act of civil disobedience was the genesis for Martin Luther King's rise to national prominence. It led to a bus boycott. It led to the desegregation of public buses in Montgomery, which would lead to the civil rights movement, which would lead to I Have a Dream speech, a speech I think students should know right along with things like the Declaration of Independence or the Emancipation Proclamation. All of this happened because one person had moral courage. One person refused to comply with an unjust law. So the story goes like this, and I'm going to be quoting from History.com. On Thursday, December 1st, 1955, a 42-year-old Rosa Parks was commuting home from a long day of work at the Montgomery Fair department store by bus. Black residents of Montgomery often avoided municipal buses if possible because they found the Negroes in the back policy so demeaning. I'm reading from History.com, folks. Nonetheless, 70% or more riders on a typical day were black, and on this day, Rosa Parks was one of them. Segregation was written into law. The front of the Montgomery bus was reserved for white citizens, the seats behind them for blacks. However, it was only by custom that the bus driver had the authority to ask a black person to give up their seat to a white rider. There were contradictory Montgomery laws on the books. 
One said segregation must be enforced. But another, largely ignored, said no person, black or white, could be asked to give up their seat even if there's no other seat on the bus available. Nonetheless, at one point on the route, a white man had no seat at all because the seats in the designated white section were taken. So the driver told riders in the four seats of the row of the colored section to stand, in effect adding another row for white people. Three others obeyed. Parks did not. She says, quote, people always say that I didn't give up my seat because I was tired, she wrote in her biography. But that's not true. I was not tired physically, no. The only tired I was, was tired of giving in. Eventually, two police officers approached and stopped the bus, assessed the situation, and placed Parks in custody. Unquote. Now, news of her arrest across Montgomery quickly led to leaders of the NAACP to help orchestrate a boycott of all buses. And it was a huge success. It was a year-long campaign, and it was a huge success. You know, I often tell my students, there's black and white, but no matter what color you are, everyone appreciates green. Now, this boycott wasn't easy. The black community in Montgomery had to band together. They had to help people get to work. They had to act as some sort of taxi service, if you will. And the boycott angered a lot of people, and some violence occurred. Martin Luther King's house, as well as the leader of the NAACP's house, were both bombed. Rosa herself was relentlessly harassed and maligned for refusing to comply with this clearly unjust law. She lost her job, and eventually her and her husband decided to move to Detroit to escape the harassment. Now, let's stop here for a minute. Does this sound odd to you? I'm sure this sounds very strange to people today. Why would people be angry and even turn to violence just because black people and white people want to sit wherever they want on a bus? This happens every day in every major city across the fruited plain. When I drive to work, I see people of every stripe waiting for or drive or riding on the bus. So what's the big deal? Of all the major issues facing the world in 1955, you mean to tell me that black people and white people sitting together on a bus was cause for bombing houses? Well, are we so different today? How many people receive death threats today for simply voicing an opposing view on anything? How many public officials are harassed outside their homes because they disagree with a policy? How many people are, quote, canceled because they said something online 20 years ago? Nothing has changed, folks. The same story is repeating itself. Notice also that Miss Parks did the right thing. She took a courageous stand, and most people hated her for it. What does that say about the kind of response you or I will receive if we dare to do the same thing? Uh, Mr. Plumbo, uh... Uh, clearly you're wrong, Mr. Plum. We don't have segregation anymore, so obviously this is different. Really? In the news this year, we have stories of schools segregating based on race once again. At, at certain universities, they have multicultural rooms, which are reserved for minority groups. Whites aren't allowed, ironically. In some parts of the country, you can't go into a store, a restaurant. You can't attend a sporting event unless you have a mask. Mask people can attend. You can't. 
Today we have vaccination mandates coming from on high. And if you don't get the COVID vaccine, you can be fired. Well, what about people who are advised by their doctors not to get the shot because they have certain health concerns or certain genetic makeups? What about people who have already had COVID and have natural immunity? Doesn't matter. Everyone must get the vaccine, even if it might kill you, period. Just like every black person must sit in the back of the bus, period. And how are those who are refusing to wear a mask, they're refusing to comply, how are they being treated? Are folks saying, hey, that's your call. This is a free country. I respect that. No, they're being bullied, unfriended, harassed, lied about, slandered. And the real reason, boys and girls, they're being harassed and despised has really nothing to do with the COVID vaccine. They're being, they're despised because they refuse to comply. You know, most people don't have the moral courage to do what Rosa Parks did. And for most people, when they see someone take such a stand, their insecurities flare up. And instead of joining, they mock and they, they demean. Most people don't have the strength to think for themselves. So they just do whatever the crowd does. Personally, I think that's why culture is so fickle. Because I think it's mostly just the crowd doing whatever is popular or hip at the moment. We, we, we toss back and forth like a ship at sea with the new thing. And all of a sudden, everyone is this new thing because everyone wants to fit in. So let me finish with what History.com, how it summarizes their uh, or concludes their, their article. It says, on November 13, 1956, so about a year later, the Supreme Court ruled that bus segregation was unconstitutional. The boycott ended on December 20th, a day after the court's written order arrived in Montgomery. Parks, who had lost her job and experienced constant harassment, became known as the mother of the civil rights movement. All I can say is thank God for those few people in the world who have what it takes to stand up against tyranny and injustice. If it wasn't for people like that, imagine what dark places we would still be in today. Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating. If you want to email the show, the email is professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. You can also go to Teachers Pay Teachers and look at the Professor Liberty store. And uh, if you want to support me in that way, I've got lessons and activities and worksheets for homeschool kids or teachers looking for ideas in social studies. That'd be a great way to help uh, support me financially. Until next time, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty. Liberty.